Hi, this is Cliff Rohde of Goat Cloud Communications, goatcloud.com. We are live with our WordPress help and online marketing uh, webinar. It's just going to take about 45 minutes. It is really aimed at a, um, at what? At answering questions that people may have and, um, and going over some WordPress and online marketing tips that people may have. You know, I, I, I want to first of all wish everybody a happy new year 2014 is a great time to uh, in early January is a great time to start over and uh, I wish everybody much success this year I'm looking forward to a great um, year of success with GoCloud continue the excellent growth we had from last year sorry I'm just adjusting my settings here and uh, we will continue on in 2014 so best of luck to you if there's any way that we at GoCloud can help you with what you're doing to get your online marketing up to snuff well we'd be delighted to talk about that with you so one of the things I wanted to talk about today and I gotta I gotta find this on my website and I will share a link with you is um, how to deal with images online on your website I find so often that people on their websites use images um, but don't use them very strategically and when they do put them up uh, they don't tend to do what they need to do to make sure that the viewer has an enjoyable experience uh, looking at those images. So I recently posted um, a, uh, a, a blog post on my website which um, I'm going to give some tips on how best to use images on WordPress. And so I'm going to share that link with you now if I can. Let's see. Well, that's not what I want to do. Do, do, do. Hmm, let's see. Here, I'm going to show you this. Uh, this is a... This is a... Um, this is an image, or this is a page from my website, How to Best Use Images on a WordPress website. So let's go over some of these, these issues. Um, first off, Right, you gotta have images when you're using a um, uh, when you're putting together a website. Words alone are never going to help everybody. Um, some people respond just much better to visual um, stimulation than they do to text on a page, and so as a consequence, you need to use images. And you need to think about what images it is that you're going to use because if you don't. Um, you know, there's going to be a, kind of an odd juxtaposition between whatever image it is you have and that the words on the page. There should be some kind of relationship that makes sense. Now, it may be that the relationship you want is something jarring. Um, maybe you want a you know a description of roses, but you're going to put um, a picture of a cow for some reason because for whatever reason you think that that um, is really going to grab the attention of somebody. Excuse me for one second. 
Um, I'm understanding that there may be some technical difficulties with the video. Just going to pause for a second. We'll be right back. Hold on. So we're talking about images. Um, forgive the interruption there. So you gotta you gotta have images on your website because that's what draws people in. Um, maybe it's an image of somebody wearing a nice winter hat like this, for instance. Um, so once you've picked an image, then what do you gotta do? Well, the, there are issues surrounding images um, that you need to think about for purposes of search and for purposes of your visitors arriving at the site, right? You you want images to help tell the story, of course, but if you put up images uh, without thinking about their placement, without thinking about other attributes, then you're not going to get the bang for the buck that you want to get. Um, so when you're dealing with a WordPress site, which are the types of websites that I deal with in particular, um, the first thing you, you need to think about is um, imbuing these images with characteristics that will help search engines understand what they are. Search engines cannot still really look at the image and know what it is. You have to tell the search engines what it is and, and you do that through a variety of means. Number one is that you want to give it a file name. Um, many times when you um, take a picture with a camera, a digital camera, you get a file name that's something like image059.jpg. Well, image059 doesn't say anything about what the image is. Maybe it's a picture of a beautiful sky. Well, if that's the case, before you upload that image to your website, you want to change the file name to something like beautiful-sky.jpg instead of image059.jpg. Um, the reason being that that is a cue to the search engines uh, as to what the picture actually is. That's pretty critical. Um, uh, another um, uh, item that you need to do before uploading the image to the website is you want to crop it, of course, to make sure that you get the right part of the image that you want, that you've taken from the original. But you also need to resize it. Um, very often I see with people who are putting images up on their website, they're using images that are far too big. Um, if an image is... Um, if you take a picture these days with a digital camera, um, it's often going to produce an image that size-wise is multiple megabytes, megabytes um, large. And that slows down websites tremendously, especially if you're going to be using more than one image on a, on a web page, which I don't necessarily recommend unless you're doing some sort of slideshow where you're, you're not kind of bogging the site down by using too many images. And so um, if, you, um, uh, if you use those, or when you use those images, make sure that you shrink the size down. A couple of ways you can do that. One is, generally speaking, um, images from a digital camera these days can be as large as you know, three, 4,000, 5,000 or more um, pixels wide, 
by um, another set of thousands uh, high. You want to shrink that down. I tend to go no more than 800 pixels wide um, and then just have the, the, the photograph or the image um, automatically scaled so that the, the height is uh, the, the right proportion. And then also you can change the resolution um, from something like 100% resolution down to 70-80% even, which would be suitable for the website. What those uh, two uh, activities are going to do is to shrink the size of the photograph or the image before you bring it up to the website so that it'll load. Maybe it'll only be you know 50,000 um, uh, or 50k uh, bytes big rather than uh, or bits rather than megabits. You don't want the mega. You want the kilo. We were talking before about um, types of images too. It's really a great idea to use your own images if you have them. If you're an amateur photographer, use those instead of somebody else's, instead of stock photography. The problem with stock photography, although we are guilty of using it on occasion, is that anybody can use it. Um, and so you'll find some pictures show up on um, you know, scores of websites because it's a, a picture of, of it's just a stock photograph, not the greatest. Now, if you don't want to use stock and you don't have your own photographs, a great place that you can go to find photographs that you can use legitimately on your own website is Flickr, F-L-I-C-K-R.com. Do a search there, an advanced search for photographs that you can use with a Creative Commons license. Um, if you use the Creative Commons license, um, the, the people who post pictures will indicate whether the, the pictures that they've uploaded can be used, uh, whether they can be modified or altered, or whether they can be used for commercial purposes. You want to make sure, really, um, that um, you're only using images that are you're allowed to use. And of course, if you do use images from Flickr or from another source, you know, it's good practice to cite the source. Uh, give a link back to the image on Flickr. Um, let the person know that you're using their picture. They're generally very grateful. So uh, we've talked about um, um, making sure that you do use images. We've talked about resizing them. We've talked about changing the file name. Now, once you get into WordPress and, and you're putting the images up on WordPress, um, another uh, thing that you want to make sure to take care of is um, there are various attributes of the photograph that you can um, that you can change. And what I'm going to do, I, I am going to log into my website here, and I'm going to show you, you a couple of ways on WordPress. I'm going to share this screen with you um, so that you can see what I mean um, about, um, about, about the attributes of the images. This is just taking me a second to log in, and I do apologize for that delay. But while this is loading, what I'm um, I'm going to say that the reason why we do this is, again, because search engines do not know what an image is. And so you need to tell the search engines very explicitly what this image is about um, because that helps them understand what it is, and it will help to deliver visitors to your website. So <clears throat> if you have um, text about roses and you have an image about roses, you want to make sure that um, that picture has attributes in it, words, that tell the search engines that, in fact, it is about roses. So, okay, we're just about, I'm going to share a screen here. Let's see if this works. 
Um, we're going into the back end of um, my website. And I'm just getting a message from technical support. Hold on, sorry about that. Oh, I see that somebody posted a question. Actually, I didn't see that somebody posted a question. I'm going to make sure to address that question. Let's see. Where did my Q&A go? Uh-oh. The foibles. There we go. You know what? I wasn't being able, I wasn't able to see my Q&A. So let's see. I think I'm going to be able to see it now. Ah! Excellent question from Dan A. Thanks, Dan. Um, there are a... Uh, I always... The question is what tools do you use to reduce size and resolution of your photographs? Um, if you have a WordPress site, you can do it on the back end of WordPress, but I really don't recommend that because it's kind of kludgy. Um, what I do recommend is that you use um, <clears throat> one of... There's so many different software uh, softwares out there to edit photographs. I use a free software called the GIMP. Um, it's an open source software that's kind of like Photoshop. Um, there is a learning curve to use it, but it's a pretty good one. And what it has that I really like is batch imaging um, uh, manipulation abilities. So I can manipulate, um, you know, 100 photographs at a time and reduce their size and proportions and ch even change their file name. And that's really helpful, especially if uh, you know if you're a photographer and you want to get a bunch of photo photographs up on a website, or even if on your website you're um, showing a portfolio of say all the contracting jobs you've done, and you have a lot of different photographs, <clears throat> then you want to make sure to uh, to be able to manipulate photographs in, in a batch kind of way is really helpful. The trick, though, is definitely to be able to do it um, before you upload it to the website. Um, Windows 7 and beyond comes with paint software. I often use that. If I just have to do a one-off uh, photograph and I need to resize it, I'll use paint because it's very painless and simple to do. Um, so once you've changed the name and you've, um, you've changed the size of the photograph to something a little bit more reasonable, I was saying that there are different attributes in, um, that you need to, to, to give to the photograph or the image within WordPress. And so I'm going to share a screen now that will show you how to do that. So, okay, I'm taking you to, this is the back end of um, the WordPress website, and I'm in the library section. If we, if we look here under media, we're in the library, and here are various images that I have here. So let's say we're going to edit this photograph that is currently called Goat Candy Cane Cookie Cutter. So this is going to take a second to load, of course, but there are really, uh, say, three different areas that you want to, um, three different attributes that you want to make sure to, to change. We've changed, if we're, again, if we're in the back end of um, WordPress, we want to give the, the photograph a title. Um, I did it in a shorthand way, and I just basically took from the file name. But probably for a fi for an image title, you want to remove the hyphen. So I'm going to do that right now. 
So goat, candy cane, cookie cutter. Doesn't really make a difference for search though. As we come down a little bit late, uh, a little bit lower, we can edit the uh, caption of a photograph. A caption will show up if, if you're demonstrating a photograph on a page. Um, you you can have an opportunity to see a caption beneath that photograph. And so this says, goat with a candy cane, Merry Christmas. So again, those words are indicative of what is in the photograph itself. Now the alternative text here is very critical because alternative text is the text that people see if a photograph or image is not rendering on their website. Sometimes um, you'll find, especially with a Gmail uh, client, they don't show photographs automatically or images automatically, so it'll say, hey, there's a photograph here, and here's what it's about if you use this alternative text. Again, I've got the hyphens here. You don't need them, um, but it doesn't really matter if they're there. But I'm going to take them out this right now. And now down below, too, you have what's called um, the description of the photograph. And that's where you have an opportunity. I probably wouldn't use more than about 160 characters to give a little bit more of a description to the photograph. Um, truthfully, I don't often use description. It's a good idea to do it for search purposes. It's a really good idea to do it. Um, but if you have a lot of photographs that you're working with or images you're working with, it takes time. And honestly, sometimes I just don't feel like I have the time to do it. I feel like I've kind of covered the bases, especially if I hit alternative text here and I get a good um, title for the image. And then also, if we look over here, file. if we look at the file URL, whoops, sorry about that. If we look at the file URL, um, uh, it's a little bit hard to see. But anyway, oh, here it is. I'm sorry. It says the, the file name right there. It's not image 059. It's goat candy cookie cutter, etc. Okay, so I'm going to update that. And that, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to bring back my delightful face, if I do say so myself, and get away from the screen share. Um, I wanted to see, let's see, was there, um, I think that's, uh, that's what I wanted to say about images. Um, you absolutely have to have images on your website. You should shrink them down so that they're not overwhelming because they will slow down the browsing experience. Search engines don't like that. Your visitors don't like that. And you have to imbue the images with characteristics um, that include words that will tell search engines and visitors um, what those images are about. So I think that's about all I'm going to say about images right now. Are there any questions from those of you who are viewing this right now? I would be happy to entertain them. And you know what? If you want to ask a question, too, that's not strictly related to images on a website, that's fine, too. I'll give you a chance to do that. And you know what I may do, too, is see if I can turn on the audio for people if they want to speak that way. Oh. Okay, that didn't come up. There was Dan's question. I answered that one. Um, 
Let's see. Let me just see here. Uh, there was something else to mention about images. Oh, I'll tell you one other um, thing you might want to think about when it comes to images is the use of uh, what type of image. Um, I use JPEGs typically on the website. Um, because you know you get good decent resolution, not a huge file size, um, but there are some instances where you want to use a, a PNG file, and I will those use those in particular when I want to have a um, a transparency for the background. So um, there are occasions where you know it makes sense, especially when you're using logos. Uh, it's often the case that you want to have the background be transparent. Um, and so, indeed, if you were to look at um, my website, I'm going to pull it up again just for a second here. Um, this part of the um, this logo here has a transparent background, so this image is a PNG file. If you had made that, you can see if this had had a white background, let's say, um, it really would not have looked as good as uh, with the transparency. So let's see here. There we go. I'm going to come back. And um, I'm just looking. I want to look at this. Just looking at a page to see if there are other um, recommendations I might have when it comes to putting images on a website. No, I don't know that I have any particular ones now. So I think, truthfully, I'm going to end up maybe calling this session um, because I don't see any other questions, although if somebody else does have a question... Oh! Here we go. There is a question. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> the question is how often should you change your update pictures? Um, I would say it depends on what it is you're, you're trying to accomplish. Um, it's more often the case, I think, that you update content um, than you update a picture, meaning you add content to your website, maybe you tweak your content to the website, um, but I wouldn't spend a lot of time changing a picture because probably if you have selected your pictures well, um, then you know, they, they are related to that content. Now, if your content changes, maybe it makes sense to change the, the picture as well. That's quite possible. You know, I think more commonly people will change picture content on their social media. Let's say if they have, for instance, a cover photo on Facebook, people will change that seasonally or if there's something that's, um, uh, you know, going on in their life that's meaningful, they'll change the cover photo for it so that it, it's more reflective of that. I kind of think that a website for a business, um, uh, it doesn't change so often, honestly. Um, again, individual pages of content will be added or modified, but I don't know that the, you know, I would change the images so much. I'm trying to think right now, too, if there's a, a potential problem if you were to change photographs, um, a potential from, from a search perspective. 
if you do remove photographs from your website, let me take a step back. Let's bear in mind that search engines um, will index your website, and so they're basically keeping a record of your website um, going back pretty far and also showing what it looks like currently. Um, that will include images. And as we know on search engines as well, people do can and do search for images. And so if somebody is searching for a goat cloud or a goat and a cookie cutter, um, they will um, be able to um, uh, get those images, and um, and they'll be able to they'll be able to search those images. And so if you take those images away. Um, they're potentially going to disappear. And someone who clicks on that on Google, let's say, will end up with a 404 error message. And you don't want that. So I got another question here. I'm going to select it. Um, SEO, beyond photos, basic steps, please. Example, most common search mistakes from John. Uh, thanks, John, for your question. Um, some basic steps. You know, there, there's a lot of um, mystique, I think, and snake oil when it comes to SEO, search engine optimization. And, and I want to disabuse you of any notion that it somehow um, a, a requires a, a degree in rocket science to be able to do it. At the end of the day, what search engines want to deliver to people is relevant um, uh, answers, results. <clears throat> and so what the end of the day you want to do as the owner of a website is to deliver relevant results to potential visitors right so there, there is an, an, an exact one-on-one -on -one relationship between your website and search engines if you deliver a relevant useful solid good experience to your visitor then you're gonna you're gonna get search engine love because that's that's what search engines want to provide to to their customers is websites results that are on point are, are what the, the the searcher is looking for so you know some basics um, include talked about images making sure um, that a site loads quickly um, so we from an images perspective we do that by reducing the size of images of course um, we want to make sure that everything on a particular page of a website um, is related and so it's generally not the case uh, or it's generally the case that you do not want to have lengthy website pages that cover a host of different topics rather you would want to have multiple website pages each of which is covering a particular topic you want to have a site that's easily navigable um, it's one of the reasons that I like WordPress so much is that it uh, it allows you to deliver an, an easy to navigate um, website for people. You know, people want to come to a website and find the information that they're looking for, and they probably want to move on after they've done that. Your goal, of course, as a website owner, is to keep people there as long as possible, um, and you can do that by uh, linking content to each other. You want to do that for search purposes. Um, you want to make sure that the content is entertaining, is rich, is unique, um, conveys uh, your own voice. <clears throat> it's kind of related to the issue of stock images. Right? If you use stock content, and particularly 
if you use canned content, and what I mean by that is content that is provided by someone to multiple parties, unless you're the very first person who puts that up on the website or on a web on the web generally, um, you're going to get penalized or just ignored um, because that content is not unique. Um, you also want to make sure that um, the site is structured well. Um, content should be good. You don't want to have typos, obviously. Um, you want to make sure that you use um, headers, um, right? Because that gives cues to the visitor what the, the following content is going to be about. Um, there are, of course, an, a number of offsite. Um, activities that you want to you want to do to um, make sure that the the search engines favor your site. It's good to have links from relevant, well-trafficked sites to your own site. It's good to uh, post comments on other people's blogs, for instance, um, and have a link back to your website. I mean, that's a good idea as long as you have something relevant to say on the other person's blog. You know, if you just kind of chime in and say, me too, you're not really extending the conversation at all, and you look, you know, like someone who's just kind of trying to grab attention to your own website with a link, and chances are the person who owns that blog might just say, eh, you know what, I'm not going to approve that, that comment. Uh, you should uh, also make use of social media, uh, with the caveat that, and what I, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, LinkedIn, Pinterest, etc. Um, you know, generally speaking, you want to think strategically about where are the places that uh, your likely visitors uh, go on social media. You know, if you're a photographer, for instance, you probably want to have a Pinterest. Uh, account or potentially an, an Instagram account or both of them and be posting your pictures there um, because you know you're you're in a sense selling what you have and you you're providing links back to your own website so that people will come and see what else you've got um, you know a lot of uh, women use Pinterest if if what you're selling appeals to women you might want to think about having a Pinterest account that has, you know, where you share pictures of those items that are of interest to women. Um, I, I was going to say that the, the caveat when it comes to social media is if you are going to have social media accounts, you, you're kind of obligated to use them because otherwise they tend to look like graveyards and, you know, people usually don't like to visit graveyards. And so if, if the site looks empty if the social media outlet looks terribly empty you know people may think that you're just not really engaged um, in what you're doing you also want to make sure again in terms of off-site uh, techniques to help your search engine optimization make sure that you um, have your site listed your business listed on all sorts of business directories so you know Yelp, Foursquare Manta, Merchant Circle, etc. The list goes on. Actually, a very good place to look um, for relevant business directories is a, a place called getlisted.org. And, you know, chances are with a lot of these business directories, um, you've already got a listing there. So you want to make sure to claim it because there's a good chance that that information could be wrong or maybe it's not emphasizing exactly what it is that you'd like to be emphasizing. And so make sure to claim them or if they do not exist on those business directories, make sure to 
create the listing. Um, you know, I do a lot of work with um, attorneys and mediators, uh, other professionals, restaurants, um, and so those individual industries as well will have uh, particular websites or business directory type websites where it's important to have a presence. And so in addition to the generic ones that I was listing and like the map ones like Google Maps or Bing Maps, etc., uh, Yahoo Local, um, you want to make sure to be on the industry specific uh, business directories as well. So I, I hope that answers your question, John. I mean, there really there's a lot to do both on site and off um, to make sure that you know your site is uh, favored by the search engines. Anybody else have any other questions? I'm going to answer that. Say that one is done for the moment. Um, well, you know, I'm not seeing any right now. So I, I think probably I am going to sign off now as this has been uh, going on probably close to the time that I anticipated. This is, I, I think it's going to be the, uh, the first of what I hope to be a, a regular broadcast and I think I'll probably open it up to more people in the future. It was very short notice to a number of folks this time. I hope you have found it worthwhile. Um, if I can be of any assistance, by all means, please give me a call. You can visit my website at goatcloud.com or give me a call at 518-557-7613. I'd be happy to answer any questions. And uh, for today, uh, the first part of January of 2014, I, I wish you all a happy new year. I hope that uh, you have a very successful new year. If we can be a part of it, love to do that. Um, and until next time, I'm going to sign off. And I hope you like my hat. I don't know if you notice it has a tassel, which I really like. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.